When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. One day in the pub, Seb and Verity were socializing with hilarity. They knew there and then that their options were vast. They bought some equipment and made a podcast. What do you think? Seb Philpot. And I am Verity Simmons. And this is. This is three, three in, a bar. in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, wow, we've got a blooming great guest this week. Oh, Who is it? Yeah. Okay. And I can tell you, episode 18 features Erwin Sparks. Wow, Erwin Sparks. I know. I'm just looking up. Uh, a biography of Erwin Sparks oh, here, great. so I can read I'm it out. I'm sure somebody can tell it better than we can. So Erwin, yes. he's in the Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Hoosiers. He is, and I, which is where you probably know him from, but he's also just launched himself as a solo artist, Whitetail Falls. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, I, uh, I first met Erwin in uh, 2008 Ooh. when um, me and Barney, my brother... We uh, we got booked to play in the Hoosiers, and uh, we we toured with them for a couple of years, and oh, we had a, a lovely time. Yeah. I remember I remember before playing with uh, with the Hoosiers, I very much felt like a boy, and uh, by the time I I left the Hoosiers, uh, touring band, I felt like a man. Good lord, I feel like there's some tales in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I but, bet um, he was brilliant to tour with. I've not met Al, yeah. who's the the other main man, isn't he? But um, Al's lovely, yeah. Erwin's a joy, isn't he? Yeah, he's very nice. Yeah, <clears throat> yes, he's very nice. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> that sounded like you had a caveat then. Uh, he's <laughs> no, very I just nice, had a frog but... in my throat. <laughs> I thought I'd re-say that bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I he's saw... great. Um, and I on. met him. I met him. I think it was last year. I think it well, it must have been last year. Uh, it, everything's just a blur. But um, playing yeah, yeah, yeah. on for one of his first gigs 
as Whitetail Falls, um, mm. when he was releasing his EP, which because he's now released the first album. Uh, but at the time, yeah, it was in this gig in Islington, and well, we talk a bit about it during the, <laughs> the uh, interview. But it was it was tricky circumstances to be honest, and we ended up on stage having done no rehearsal and no sound yeah. check. <laughs> ah, yeah, that sounds like something that Erwin would be involved with. Uh, <laughs> he was very cool many... and calm about it. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's very cool, very cool. Uh, oftentimes he'll, he'll ask me and Barney to turn up and, oh, there's no sound check. Don't <laughs> worry, we'll just, we'll just do it, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it's always fun. I've got a very short biography I could read out here. Oh, go on. Um, after studying performing arts on a soccer scholarship at a university in Indiana, Irwin moved to London to form pop band The Hoosiers scoring a number one album with their debut The Hoosiers and The Trick to Life and a top 10 follow-up with The Illusion of Safety. So th- that'll do. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> basically, uh, 2007, 8, 9, you know, 10, a bit more after that, they were they were big news, The, they the Hoosiers. They really were. They were on, on everything. They were on, uh, on FIFA 08, I believe. You yeah. would have heard... Uh, they had big hits with things like uh, Worried About Ray and Goodbye Mr A. Yeah, which Cops was actually on Radio 1 last week. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Nick Grimshaw played it last week. So, you know, even now, still being played. I'm just looking. Oh, yes, here we go. His new album, Whitetail Falls album, is called Age of Entitlement. And he played us a couple of tracks from that album on this podcast. And we yeah. were delighted. It was like a concert for two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we uh, we kept him from his dinner. He forgot to eat beforehand. Oh, so yeah. he, he kept dropping hints going, yeah. I, guys, I'm going to have to go in a bit just because I haven't <laughs> haven't eaten or cooked dinner for for, <laughs> for me or my wife. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, and then we just kept talking yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like another half hour. Got, oh, another half hour has gone. <laughs> I, guys, I have to go now. I have to feed my wife. But he'd bring up the go. conversation. He'd be the one. He'd, he'd say, I've got to I go. Know. And then he'd start a new conversation. I kept thinking, oh, yeah. God, we should really let him go. But he'd be in full <laughs> flow, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let, should we get into it? This is yeah. the conversation with Owen Sparks. You guys have met, or you've played with with Erin before at Verity, right? Yes! Where was that? So it was Islington. Yeah, that's right. It was that funny little pub with the tiny stage at the back. It's a really great venue, though. It's so nice. It's cute. It's very cute. But we we weren't without our, you know, (laughs) it was the first time we'd ever met. And, like, I mean, we were on stage. It just felt like I said hello to you, and then, bang, we did the gig. And um, you know, there was some was technical, blighted with some technical errors. Um, <laughs> yeah. one, one of which I'm still putting on, I'm pinning on the, the uh, headline act, which is Alexander Wolf, because one of, <laughs> like an amp just started feeding back and it just, um, I was watching people's brains melt out of their ears. And, um, and I just said something like that as well before before that song. I was like, we're going to melt your faces with this next song. But sadly, we hit the whatever natural frequency that fed back perfectly in this loop <laughs> in an amp that we couldn't uh-huh. find on stage. The sound guy was clambering over. We had to stop the song. It's just, you know, general hell. Oh. But what we wouldn't <laughs> give for that now, right? 
I know, so oh. much so. But you were so cool and calm about the whole thing. I, it was really, honestly, I don't know how you kept it all together because in the face of adversity, and there were a few, weren't there? Like, you were so kind to us, and me, as me and Sarah sort of tried to, to hold on to everything. Yeah, you know, it was, it was fine. I think, I think part of it is maybe that, that's having messed up bigger gigs than that before you know and still being here to to tell the tale as it were i think there was a there's that stage where you get the anxiety and i remember recording the first hoosiers album and um it was i was having sleepless nights like nightmares about being on stage forgetting all my lyrics and um and then that actually are you right seb are you just were you gonna move yeah, that bit out weren't <laughs> you i suppose but now yeah, you can't because i'm i, I, I didn't know it was gonna be a continual thing i thought i'd nip it in the bud <laughs> It's fine. I'm just getting comfortable Good. settling in. For yeah, because oh, it felt like a long story, right? During the war. Yeah. <laughs> During the, there we were, boom, back in 2006. Ooh. It's got its feet up now. It's all fine. <laughs> I've had it all before. Yeah. <laughs> but those yeah, tracks yeah, yeah. that we were doing on that gig, they were from this album, weren't they? Originally they from were. the EP and now. Oh, yeah. fantastic. And congratulations. I see that Rough Trade Edit has picked it up as one of the albums of the month. It yes. has. And it makes yeah. it a lot easier, um, you know, when you've said it rather than me, because I would have. I would have probably <laughs> yeah. dropped it in, unceremoniously dumped it into the conversation. Um, it's like a steaming pile of, you know, cabbage. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, Verity. Yeah. yeah That's um, okay. We'll drop it in a few good. more times. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I'll find a way to now. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I was very chuffed. What does it mean, though? Does it mean it's just on a website, on the on their front page, or Excellent what does that mean? Point. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's a very good question. Go out um, in their newsletter. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, in the, it's just being folded, pamphlet that goes through, like, seven yeah. doors in Shoreditch. Um, no, it's, yeah. uh, so it's the equivalent of uh, the Rough Trades album of the month, I guess, where they have, like, their pick of the, the best releases of the month. And um, they... Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So it just goes, they, they put it on in the front window of all their shops that aren't open. And um, so that's great. <laughs> you know, just well, getting maybe that. Are they open today? Oh, yeah. So. Maybe, I think they are, Maybe actually. they do open today, yeah. Yeah. If, if I think not, record shops are back open again. Come on. Have you performed a lot of this music much yet? Or have you been doing it for ages? Or Predominantly on live streams, actually, um, which is yeah, pretty right. weird, like, like most people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Verity, I mean, that was... So we were playing some of the songs there for the first time ever. Um, I know they were all the first time ever for you, um, but, but no one yeah. else would have known that, and that's key to mention, because you're a consummate <laughs> professional. I, I, I really hope that's true. I just, yeah, big time, yeah. big time. Otherwise it would make no, this gorgeous. a lot more awkward as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah you know. it would. So that, <laughs> Yeah, we've all shared stages. It's all happened. Yes, exactly. In fact, I had yeah. a really serious question to ask you, which was um, obviously the Hoosiers work a great deal with brass and mm. you've now started working a lot more with strings. Uh, what's the best? <laughs> to put this age-old dispute to rest. It's like Blur versus Oasis, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Um, I'm going to go with Strass. Oh, oh, yeah, nice. No, it's not going to work, is it? Um, <laughs> hang on, who? who uh, 
I'm, I'm going to go, everyone knows it's strings. Everyone goes, ooh, whereas brass, everyone goes, it's too loud. Like in a live set, let's be real. <laughs> brass come in, everyone's like, that's great, but it's always too loud. With strings, it's like, ooh. Oh. It's like, you know, magic. <laughs> I'm just always so envious, though, of a a brass section. I'd love to be. Like, I just feel like there's so much going on. It's a great banging sound. I just feel like when I come on with my cello, oh, here she is, the cello. (laughs) It's kind of like, I guess brass are like, to to really bend and mash a metaphor together, they're like the lead guitarist. Because when they come in, everyone notices. Everyone's like, and it's just like total, if you feel like the production value has been added to by about a thousand percent, but don't ever expect yeah. that to be reflected in whatever um, outfit gets to pay <laughs> either of you. Because, yeah, we don't really want that to cut them on. As people who no. might have to hire string the brass players. <laughs> <laughs> So this album has been a long time coming, hasn't it? You started writing in 2016, is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's bingo. Bingo on your money. And I know there's Uh, no Wikipedia page with that because I'm Googling myself every morning. So really, you've done your money. (laughs) Um, You're not allowed to write your own Wikipedia page, are you? Are you not? I don't know how they check. Yeah, I don't think... Although I... Sometimes you will read one and then you go, I think that person wrote their own Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, all, it's all about um, like auditions they didn't quite get. And, <laughs> and, and uh, the reasons why they've got into specifics. Bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really bitter. Got down to the final 17, but, but it was fine because they had uh, something important the next day that was even <laughs> yeah, better. Exactly. Um, Needless oh. to say, I had but, the uh, last laugh. It finishes about that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, the songs that you were writing back then that you're performing now and, uh, mm. and have all gone onto the album, uh, obviously at the time when you wrote them, I was, I was reading earlier that you were saying it was like quite an, um, a bit of a rough time maybe for you mm-hmm. when you were writing in 2016. Now that you're playing them this much further on, do you feel differently about those songs now? Or, yeah, and do you perform a- them differently, do you think? It's a, it's a good question. I think well, songs have a, always have a very trans. I'm going to invent a word, transportative quality. Ooh. That can't be a real word. No, like, I like transportative. That. Yeah, it's nice. It doesn't feel right, but it doesn't sit right. But a transportive <laughs> quality wait, also doesn't sound right. I'm going to go again. Not as good. No. <laughs> songs have the ability, don't they, to transfer you from. You know, at different different times, they're like little time machines. Like uh, I think even if you've got tracks that you'd have just. I mean, Seb, you mentioned it with Blur versus Oasis, and you were even saying that, you know, even though I yeah. was only three years old, probably, back then. <laughs> um, the, you know, I remember it, and it brings up those, you know, there's nostalgia when you hear certain songs because it, it transports you back to a space yeah. and time. And I think playing it, yeah. it's, it definitely does it to, um, yeah, a, a fuller extent because they're still quite fresh. Um, yeah. You know, some of the songs I've... In fact, even recording them, and there's various parts that have been recorded, and it might have been the first time I ever actually played the part that way. Um, so yeah. they, they all sound fresh to me still, because uh, I think a lot of the, the writing was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to to having written, um, doing a lot of co-writes, which was usually for pop artists, and you're trying to help them find their voice. Yeah, And um, I just, yeah. yeah, I don't know, I found that that a bit of a... A, a gruel, I guess. Um, sometimes you have some great sessions, but other times it felt like what I don't know what what was being said, what was the message, and that lyrical content felt like it was always playing second fiddle to maybe the production and just needing to to be uh, 
I don't know, to fit in. And I get that. I totally get that as a, a younger artist trying to find your voice. But I, it was just leaving me a bit cold. And it was like commercialising, yeah. obviously, something that you... Why did you bother doing this? Like, music is an odd one. And I I want to ask it to both of you as well. Like, why this? Because it's, it's a pretty weird and, and, dare I say, bumpy ride. <laughs> so that was a name checking nice. of a, a Hoosier song and not everyone will know that I shouldn't expect you to I was just aware it was quite a sad term I thought it was so. glorious so in- I, it was beautifully done <laughs> oh. it really was made to measure there's another one this is unfair because I'm doing it myself and there's something something more pathetic about that <laughs> so anyway um yeah, so what? So Verity, what? what? Sorry, did you, did you ask us a question? I think though? I did. I think I sort of finished your question there was with one a question. In there somewhere. Yeah, but like you started like talking you about your own done, song. Yeah, and then I started just getting a bit too self-referential for my own liking, um, and I have a high yeah. self-reference threshold. You guys now, it's like sort of gig to gig, right? You are as jobbing musicians. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's kind of. Is that, did you know, did you go into it with your eyes open? Because I felt like the rules changed when it was like, band, great, this is going to be us forever. Oh, no, hang on a sec. Oh, yeah. This isn't going to work out. Actually, I need to think of other ways to make, you know, a living. But were you guys, you mm. go through music college and you're like, this is the dream, right? Getting good gigs after great yeah. gigs, like playing with, if it's the Hoosiers or Whitetail Falls, you're just killing it every time, right? This is it. <laughs> yeah. This is it. <laughs> Every time can't be that, but you know, yeah, we are so. No. I, I mean, I, I don't know about for you, but when I went to college, like it's so much all about. Oh, you're going to probably end up as an orchestral player. We should train you up yeah. for the auditions, get you into, you know, that's really a standard line to go down. So no, absolutely, mm-hmm. the I feel like the rules change all the time with it, and what I want changes all the time as well. Like I felt really just before lockdown. I felt so happy. Like things like, but it was so nice because there was a bit of this and a bit of that. It's just fantastic. I think like portfolio career is the buzzword, isn't it? That's what they is say. And oh, that's, that's, that yeah, that's the thing. And so I think that? that's a what joy, that isn't it? If you can have that. Just, so just basically a bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And being willing yeah. to say yes to anything, I guess, really. Yeah. <laughs> Within Great. reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think good, um, good to know what you want. Uh, yeah, I think for for, mo- for most of um, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> for, for, I say for me, like, and maybe for you both as well, like, hardly anything ever, ever actually feels like work, hard work, um, mm. and because um, c- it's it's just fun playing music. Um, I suppose that the hardest thing I find work wise would be teaching because that's because you've really got to concentrate there and yeah, and it is. Mm. If, if it's a good student, then it then it is it's really um, sort of nourishing and and enjoyable. But th- I mean that that's like maybe three percent. I was going to say the, yeah, kind of totally. Teach. It's because you know everyone has to be given a chance to try, and and people aren't all as into it as as the people that are, that are doing their grade eight and going for the National Youth Orchestra. And no, stuff. exactly. Um, so it's it's hard to to give to have the um, energy for all that as well. Mm. And do you both but everything teach? else playing is brilliant. Um, I just teach one person at the moment, and he is he's really good. Like, and I really enjoy that. That yeah, every, that's every great. just once a month, I teach him at the moment. Wow. Yeah, um, I've got a fair few on the go at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know how many of them listen to this, so I'm just going to say they're all fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, of course, that's well played. But who is the worst? Who's the worst one? If you had to name them, 
I mean, if I could spell it out in sign language, <laughs> I've very much got the name etched on my mind, but I'm not going to pass it on right now. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. We'll let that wound heal. I guess. Thank you. Um, but that's not, I mean, I'm being simplistic to say that everything's great because <laughs> it's not yeah. all as good as each other. There are pro- like projects like, like Old Dirty Brastards. That's like my, I'm in that band. So it's like, I feel so attached to that. And yeah. um, when we do a, a good gig or a new project, it's it's so great. And I, I imagine it's a similar sort of feeling to what, what you had doing the Hoosiers when you're in a group of mates and it's mm-hmm. and you're a team and, and it's you'll share the glories. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, so then if you're going from doing that, being, you know, do, doing the Hoosiers and then you're going to just uh, to writing songs for other artists and you're not, mm-hmm. it, that's that must feel hugely different right like um a, mm. a bit you're just you're not getting any of the glory you're, you're just <laughs> yeah you're a gun for hire I'm sure you're there for the, you're being paid you've got to write some good songs yeah and it's there's there are good things that come from that in terms of just working your craft and actually realizing you're able to write songs on demand whereas you know I was previously yeah. you you have total agency and so I remember floating around like a butterfly um, when you know the label or your manager is trying to put pressure on like where's that second album and it's like yeah I'm just yeah. not really in the, you know can't be right today I just you know I'm waiting for the muse to strike yeah. and um, I think it's quite interesting to know actually everyone can write when they have to you know you might not write oh, yeah. a great yeah, yeah. song but there is there's a sense of craft and technique and the more times you do it guess what you're more likely mm. to so there was, I don't want to do it all a disservice. And actually, again, it's, it's not dissimilar maybe to teaching because you find the odd, it's like in music, not everyone is, is great. They don't all have something to say, but occasionally you'll find one and you can work with someone that you click with. So there were some very positive experiences. I think part of it was maybe a loss of autonomy, feeling like, yeah, okay, what what's my thing? And and just feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm needing to, to kind of, get somewhere so I'm having to take everything that comes my way because I'm have a total FOMO and you know you're, you're worried maybe that something else won't won't happen and you kind of lose that investment in in a project maybe yeah. which is something like you're saying with the Brastards said that you've got and, and same yeah. with any band venture where you're like you can really believe what you've got to say and, it, and actually as ridiculous as it sounds I think even Hoosiers we still you we were doing around say 30 gigs a year um not this yeah. year but we we genuinely <laughs> probably enjoy them more than ever because you're so grateful for actually having them and that people come and listen to you and and you're yeah. i don't know maybe that's an age thing as well it's like i think i expected too much from maybe from music from my from the, your career even because i maybe similar and, and i will relate this to the therapy that has definitely helped a lot but that you you can have yeah. moments of happiness, like you you hit those highs, and same in music, and you might have that, but but then there will be dips, and that really is part of it. And I think to a lot of people, and I was definitely doing this, I was chasing happiness as a constant, and I I think definitely around the, the time when when said when we were working together, I was kind of yeah. you know I was hungry for that for that thinking success and happiness were the same, and they could be perpetually attained. And for some people, you know, success maybe. But I yeah, think the, it's a law of diminishing yeah. returns even for those people to actually 
be gratified and reach the same sort of taste. I know even Rolling Stone said best time in their entire career was the very beginning, just before it happened, yeah. into it happening, because yeah. then every day is the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you feel yeah. coming back to it now then, sort of a renewed sense of appreciation and love for the band when you <laughs> yeah. go and do gigs with them? Even out, you guys. the drummer. Yeah, no, massively. <laughs> massively, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's. I think as we're just being old and realizing, having worked a few more jobs as well, like like on our way up. I mean, we were always sort of grateful, and it happened to us a little later. So we were mid to late twenties. Um, that's as definite <laughs> yeah. as I'm going here. Um, no, I was like 27, <laughs> I think, when the album came out, and uh, yeah, and that, which is weird because now that feels super young. But at the time, I felt like yeah. you know, Father Time of pop. <laughs> Um, but I also, I, I kind, of, kind of clear up that by saying, hang on, you, you don't quite hit happiness all the time. It's not to say the rest is misery. There is that beautiful word contentedness. And that's, uh, oh, yes. I think that's more yeah. achi- an achievable yeah, lovely. Um, but, but yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, like It's like if, if you take drugs or something, if you, you have amazing highs, but then it has to balance out somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's like, um, you know... It, it kind of it's the same for anything really isn't it there's a, yeah. there's a yin and a yang well, although i did ask martin scarandal uh this is our old hoosiers bassist um, yeah who you you'll remember seb um and yeah, it, i asked I, him I like him. how did you not because afterwards i think it sort of took me a, a few years to get over it just the, the the loss of of feeling maybe better about myself because i i got a lot of derived a sense of identity from the band being successful mm. for that that little bit of time and so yeah. i felt like oh phew at last something i've done that's that's succeeded and then when that didn't you're left with us with some tough questions of like oh does this mean i'm not you know a successful human being now what does that mean anymore and you know yeah. Yeah. Whereas martin who is just like a, a steady rock of a of a cyborg <laughs> and um and so didn't didn't that take you some adjustment to like figure it out and he was like no not really because he goes i to be honest i never really enjoyed the highs as much as you so i didn't really feel the lows either <laughs> so it's wow. you know something oh. to be said for that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. you know to each their own i suppose but uh, of all the people we've interviewed so far you, you um have definitely been i guess the most high profile person we've had oh, someone who's I'm had very a- sorry about that <laughs> at one point you were probably as what you could be described a pop star yeah, yeah. and yeah. imagine <laughs> and st- still could be described as a pop star <laughs> yeah. but i but, mean you're um, definitely the only person we've had so far who's been on Nevermind the buzzcocks and i just like to say i thought that was yeah. awesome i was saying this to seb earlier like that i have so much admiration for you to be able to like go on there and be funny and hold your own against those people because that must be stressful is it it's uh, very generous. Well, I'd have to say, out of the two times that I've been on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Did somebody oh. just uh, clang themselves? I found the one. What a, who does that? As you can see, gauge what the level of, of person you're, you're talking to. Dear, how pathetic. Um, no, thanks. I, I hated it both times. And, Did you? Um, I was so, I was terrified. Part of it, I. I I mean, it was a thrill, a real thrill, and I, I'm glad I did it. I knew I sort of had to do it because I would regret not doing it. Yeah. And it was like, and, you know, it's an honour to, to get to do that, but just seeing how the, the sort of machine of it worked as well, it, it felt 
the, the pressure I would absolutely hate. I can't imagine those those panelists that do the rounds. Yeah. And, you know, that's like the yeah. zenith of of for a lot of comedians to get there. But it was um yeah. I found it very incredibly nerve-wracking, obviously, because it's a fish you're a fish out of water. Whereas for a lot of comics, I only found this out afterwards. This was an amazing little ruse someone told me. Because they're they're funny. Like you'll you'll notice those those comics, they're pretty funny on those shows. And I'm like, how how do you actually yeah. do that? And a lot of them will have because they know they're gonna get about a minute or two of the camera. So they actually have set lines that they will just crowbar. They have their jokes that maybe they use. And this is probably common knowledge, but for me, I found it quite eye-opening. That, well, if that And it makes perfect sense, because that is your job, that's your brand. You can't just go, right, I've maybe got three... If Jimmy Carr stops talking, I've got three minutes to be funny out of an hour and a half <laughs> yeah. shoot. I can't, like, afford to, yeah. to sell a dud. Yeah, so they, they would have been given much more preparation than, than you, like the, the well, sort of the... By virtue of the their career choice as well. Rather. I think they were in a union oh, right, position yeah. to be, be oh, better yeah. <laughs> And to be honest, exactly. I did think this when I, on the first time I was sat next to, um, literally I was in the, in the middle, wasn't I? And I had uh, Bill Bailey and Kevin Eldon were my team. And oh, I was just pinching myself yes. for the whole rehearsal thing, going like, I do not belong here. What am I doing here? It was, it was amazing. Although I must point out that Bill Bailey stole my joke. What? In, the rehe- in the rehearsal, I had my little inhaler and he had a bigger inhaler and I made a little gag. Yeah. And then during the filming, bang, he stole it. And I was oh, oh. like, excuse me. I was like, if anyone needed that, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have even thought to do that. I, but anyway, it was emotionally, yeah, emotionally fatiguing doing those kind yeah. of shows. And, and I'm, so what did you uh, rely on there? Because you, you've got some serious uh, drama skills, right? You, you studied time. a bit of drama. Oh, big time, yeah. Did you, did you, You're did talking you learn to, how to do any panel shows? You know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to my performing arts, BA Ons, um, um, <laughs> at uh, the Sudbury's London <laughs> Metropolitan University, former Polytechnic. Oh. And <laughs> no, I don't think there was a game, what to do in a, an eventuality of a... Game show. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you get on Mock the Week. Yeah. Then, yeah uh, you exactly. just ha- here, here's a few pointers. No. <laughs> yeah. Things not to say at the butchers. No, that didn't <laughs> Things happen. Like that. But the, no, no the, no. the the thing that gets me is that Al, our drummer, still hasn't hasn't even watched me on those shows. Imagine. Oh. Imagine if you can. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> so sick of the sight of me in everyday life. Um, so yeah, you didn't no, use okay. them. You didn't use it as resource material for your Edinburgh show. Then you didn't give him like a a little watching party for like, not you know? not that bit. But I must applaud your your seamless segue. <laughs> Did you like that? that. Thanks. So nice. Oh man, yeah, yeah, I'm really pleased. I'm pleased yeah, with that. Nearly too. as the good as the time you mentioned I had the uh, rough trade edit of the month, which now, as we all know, of course, is like their kind of record of the month collection. Anyway, back to the Edinburgh Fringe, where there I was. Yeah, I mean, Al and I pretty much pillaged. So Al is the drummer in the Hoosiers, to those who don't know, as if they won't know. And we, um, yeah, we just pillaged things that have happened to us and, and other silly stories that we've heard of, and then wrote a comedy musical and took it to Edinburgh Amazing. last year. Yeah. yeah it was, that was How was that? Was that a well. fun experience? Did you like being up there? Oh, yeah, I mean, being there was... It's another world, not just because it's Scotland, but because it's there's a million people <laughs> descending to, like, four blocks and germinating for a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of weird. But and it was... it was this, 
you you feel like a palpable buzz and it in a weird way it, it's sort of it's like a little weird time of making you feel proud to be part of the human race because uh, there was so much creativity and I and I say this as someone who you, you know I don't just mean people pretend street performers pretending to stay still you know there was genuine <laughs> talent no, and, that is really good the street that is good sir. with culture <laughs> that is good depends if they're just as Yoda yeah I love that yeah those poor guys getting attacked at the moment aren't they those uh, human statues oh, as well yeah. as the actual statues but <laughs> poor guys getting getting weed on and spray painted all those blokes coming up from Benfleet do you just know what though, shout at them that is a Yoda. sketch isn't it There's, someone's going to do that yeah. <laughs> oh, god imagine if your whole act had been being stood still as a Winston Churchill statue you'd be running a flipping mile wouldn't you now oh. Not a good time for those guys. No, yeah. no. Have yet yeah. to see one, but uh, but that's <laughs> right. So, did you fully absorb yourself in the whole Edinburgh lifestyle when you were there? Or did you just go for it? Um, to, to be honest, we there was about it was a tough one because our families weren't there. Well, they weren't there for a week, then they came up for a couple of weeks, and we ended up sort of probably only seeing about a dozen shows and cramming it into a a week because in the first yeah. week you're also so anxious getting your show together and I'd say it took it took us a couple of weeks to really we, we cut about 15-20 minutes out of the show so by the end we were really streamlined and, and you know you've, you've spent I mean nothing can really be prepared, performing a show every day for an, a month and so by the end of it yeah. everyone is slick as can be it's just you know that first week where we, we had a lot of tech going on and al yeah. hadn't performed on stage away from a drum kit since his like year 10 school production of alibaba which by all accounts only <laughs> lasted for three nights anyway and closed for good so it can't have been that good <laughs> was it hard though was it hard work like did you get were you out flying every day um, all that sort of thing no well we, we played a couple of acoustic gigs which sort of drummed up a bit of well to get the word out there i guess and we tried helping yeah. a few flyers and then the the soul crushing grind of it got to us a little bit if i'm honest and um yeah yeah i think it gets to everyone yeah it though, totally it? does I think, yeah. I think there's definitely a slump yeah. you know sort of halfway two-thirds of the way through yeah you know, i've heard it can send a lot of performers they really struggle with a lot of mental health uh, issues up there because yeah. you get your yeah. reviews out in at the beginning of the second week and then if you're looking at a, yeah. a one or two star review, you've got another three weeks of that. And that's, especially oh, if you're oh God. doing it, already you're a performer. So, you know, you'd like to say it doesn't matter, but let's be honest, you're probably a little brittle. I know yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, it's such a high stakes thing, isn't it? Like the amount of money you've put into oh. it. That it's it's so, yeah. like for the big adverts you get all over the place. They're, they're like a grand each. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah. And, and I, th I think with any show that where you're doing it off your own back, and it it doesn't exist unless you've sort of put in. For us, it, it took. I mean, we were talking about it for years, but it took us probably eight months of really getting down to work and pulling a lot of favors, including getting your brother tromboning himself all over the. Uh, yeah the tracks and um yeah to write the music for it and it was a comedy musical we had dance moves and choreography and um there was yeah lots of tech yeah. going on and we had no idea how to do any of that so we really pushed ourselves and if we go again which we'd hope to um we will definitely yeah. rein it the hell in 
really scared of them. <laughs> yeah. you know, like waiting for Godot style. Um, but and, and we think yeah. we will. And I should say the show is called was called Felix and the Scooter Men present. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so, that's, that's, hey, this is my job. And it's called the show is called <laughs> Self Help Yourself Famous. <laughs> yeah, and so are you going to take that show anywhere else? Have you got any plans with it? Um, at the moment, we're we're actually you know, we're trying to rewrite it, and we'll uh, with, with a view to kind of we, we think there's there's maybe hope for it on radio or, or being serialised oh, cool. in some form. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, nice. But but also we we I mean I really want to write again for for another show and kind of expand the yeah. world because I think we sort of that that notion of looking at how fame affects not just the performers but um, other people involved as well so you know I, I think that's kind of interesting from our experience just seeing how everyone around you sort of reacts differently and, and how we react with other people who were doing being far more successful at the time and you just notice it for me I think that's quite an interesting thing to write about because it's it's such an unnatural state of affairs I can't think of any other say in the animal kingdom unless maybe yeah. you know big Dave the biggest croc of them all is like known in a few <laughs> rivers that sort of thing, Alpha Croc. You know, they'll get some rep. <laughs> Alpha Croc, oh my God, you've got the name of the next show right there. Actually, Perfect. That's, probably better than, that's better than what I was toying with, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, you, you did a play before, a few years ago, um, that I watched, really? following similar themes about fame. You wrote it, Oh, uh, yeah. What's the it one called? I, I wrote with Yasmin Khan, a friend who's a, yeah. a journalist and playwright. Oh, and actually, she writes uh, East, uh, for EastEnders now quite a lot. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, have you spoken to her recently about it? Because I think probably... About, well, well, about EastEnders. Cause... I mean, only <laughs> last... Yeah, obviously, probably not writing at the moment for it. I, I don't know, actually. I mean, I haven't spoken to her I don't know. I think, I think they're having to be very, uh, very creative with it. Yeah. They are doing like Zoom episodes. And, um, Is it them or Coronation Street who are coming back but doing shorter episodes? I don't really know. Yeah, they're doing that. <laughs> I think all the old people, they're going to pretend they're, they're self-isolating upstairs somewhere. <laughs> wow. And uh, <laughs> they're just going to do wow. like one or two episodes a week. And, uh, I'm, I'm really... But suddenly everyone's going from just chatting in the pub to suddenly everyone's going to be, you know, two metres apart. <laughs> yeah. um, of course. It's Great. Going to be quite You're not afraid but, um, to, to. You don't pull your punches on the big issues on this show. No, you got we, it. We cover everything. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we really do. Um, Impressive. <laughs> Hard hitting well, journalism. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you sort of covered some of that kind of thing about. It was about a sort of. Oh, yeah. If I remember, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about. Was it a super fan was, and, and a who do you think star? you are? Who do you think I am? No. So, All I really remember is you doing oh, some lot of press ups. Terrible. Thanks. Yeah, I write that in, like Tom Cruise in a topless scene in every <laughs> uh, every film. I'll, yeah. I always do press ups. I mean, this scene uh, there was, you know, some in the last show. But I mean, actually, my next show maybe that'll just be a press up. I'll start getting a bit more. Performance yeah, just one long press up. One, for an well, hour. I don't know, not that long to be honest. I mean, Could you do an hour long plank? No. Oh, that, that'd I'd be a great end of the show. Yeah. Oh yeah, my I, God. I think David Beckham can do one for about 20 minutes. Is that? I've, I think I've just made that up, but <laughs> I at mean, least five minutes. But why would he? <laughs> I, I'm sure I read something, a high number that didn't stick in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything above two minutes sounds like heinous. Yeah, I've never done more than two. <laughs> well, this is it, because I, I don't really do it. I'm sort of like, I could probably do an hour, hour and a half, you know. I'd <laughs> yeah. get bored. Give That's it a go. why I'd stop. Um, I, 
remember speaking to you a few months ago and you, you were saying you, you were going to do an Edinburgh show this year before it all got cancelled, but then you, you just decided that you you couldn't really do it with various sort of family factors or whatever. But. Yep, yep. So that's that was part of it. I mean, we'll, the way we left it, we were due to go up to the Fringe and Al and I would just do a couple of days and and maybe a, a few shows as well, like playing Who's Your Wise, because there's just right. lots of opportunities to play uh, acoustically as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, t- to be honest, just to go and get, get to see some of the, the big shows are, are incredible. Have you guys yeah. been? Yeah. Yeah. I what, did a really? show there a when um, in... And I was, yeah, I used to have a theatre company when I left music college for a while. (laughs) Did you know this um, I I did. Did I I know that? I did not know that. I don't know if I have told you that. It's it's a shady (laughs) past. But we we did this really dodgy show at Stratford Stratford Circus called Watch Your Will, which was like an amalgam of Shakespeare plays set to some really badly composed music by me and then, oh. and then some fool gave us money to go to the edinburgh festival with something similar so we did a really well oh yeah it was lovely it was called uh, love lust and lonely hearts oh, really? <laughs> and i'm not proud oh, wow. But when we went into the venue to go and see it, we sort to just go and suss it out before. So we only did a week, and uh, mm. and what was going on in there the week before we were playing was a, a Bulgarian uh, dancer, a male dancer, really large guy, and a very stern woman just reciting in Bulgarian. I thought, great, we found our venue. This is perfect. Yeah. So we fitted mm. right in. Yeah, and you, but you yeah. were there for the whole four weeks. No, we just did a week. We only did okay. a, one week there. It was only a little stint, but yeah, it was yeah. so fun. I did love it. Yeah, good, good, good for you. And don't, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's there's something having with be it an album or or a show. I think just the fact you've made something from nothing yeah. is such. I don't know. It's such a, a commendable thing to have done and to sort of seen it through. From you know, like when you walk into a room and there's there's nothing, you walk out with a song. That's that's something, and it deserves to be celebrated. I always think that's that's the hardest yeah. bit. You you because it takes as much time as that saying. It takes as much effort to make a bad album as a good one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you might rethink that if you'd seen Love, Lust, and Lonely Hearts. I would love <laughs> but to. Thanks. And where can we? Is it, is it available on VHS? <laughs> oh, good lord! I hope not. It's that's been not a dig about you know how long ago. But I mean, how long ago was it? That was. Now that I've broken yeah, exactly. The subject. That's charming, isn't it? That? <laughs> I um, I went up with Umpar Brass, who are, are well, as, well, they do Umpar and Brass, and um, it was like a comedy show, they, and they played some music. I just did a couple of day, couple of days there, and it was uh, it was fun. That's my only experience of actually performing in an Edinburgh show. Mm. Um, but I've been a couple of other times. I went uh, I went last no two years ago as a punter and as a punter. Yeah. And we saw, we were there for two days, basically, and we saw about 15 shows or something. It was so much. Wow. Um, but it was, it was really great. I loved it. There's just, as you say, there's, it's, there's, there's a kind of simplicity. And not, not all shows are an hour long, but bas- they basically are, aren't they? Mm. It's, and that's, that's great that everyone's got a slot to just turn up and show, show mm. off their thing. And... Um, I just find it so inspiring. I, I would love to go up there and do something. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You could do anything. Mm. I mean, my thing's the trumpet, obviously, but um, you can go and play music. But I, 
I don't know. I'd love to do something, you know, a bit of comedy or something. Would yeah. I would love to. Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be good. I'd like try and... You're a funny yeah. guy. I'd like to do something, but... Well, I don't know about stand-up comedy. I always, I did think that for a bit. I, I really wanted to, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a hard thing, isn't it? No, I'm, I mean, that's that's on the list. But for me, they're like tightrope walkers. I mean, that's, I have, I have a lot of respect. Yeah. And yeah. just get up there. In, and in, in fact, I played a little, um, a, a show called Comedy at the Covid Arms, which is um, like a oh, Zoom yeah. thing that's happened. I've heard about that. And there were some brilliant, uh, so it's all for, is it the Trussell Trust? I mean, my my weak point to crowbar in is that um, I I did a thing. It's called uh, I was a, the musical um, amuse bouche for the some comedy at the COVID Arms, and it's hosted by Kiri Pritchard McLean, who was brilliant, razzle dazzled oh, yeah. everyone, and then um, it was Russell Kane, Deliso Chaponda, and Angela Barnes. And like oh, serious yeah. pros, and and one thing yeah. I was just massively impressed by, and terrified for them because I got to play songs, and I you're doing these live streams, you end up with a minor existential crisis at the end where you're like, is there anyone there? Am I? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I'm literally just staring at myself, which is like so weird when you're trying to play a song. <laughs> or you might see an odd comment come up saying asking a question about a cat that you don't own and it just throws you as well because you know sometimes you get real-time um feedback from people which is a scary oh yeah um (laughs) but then then these comics just on a whole new level they're having to run their material like by virtue their whole job relate uh, relies on this relationship and and that's just gone you know and so they're just kind of kind of going through and then it's a punchline nothing you know, every joke is a tumbleweed moment. Oh, right. God, that must be so hard. Oh, how does it work? Is it on Zoom then? Yeah, days? so they do Zoom, and you and you buy. I think is it a pound a ticket or something, and you just so you can watch yeah. it all live, and then it stays up for like another few days, couple of days, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some things where they've got um, they call it like a front row where mm. um, people that have paid a bit more money or, or competition That's winners right. or something, they're, they're on the top bit, so you can... Get picked So on. then the, the compare can just come, go back and forth, have a bit of banter with them. Mm. Yeah, oh. and actually, well, That's a bit a, of banter. I mean, yeah, I mean, that sounds to me like you should, they should pay you. I, I never like the idea of front rowing it at a comedy club. Have you guys ever... Are you front <laughs> rowers? Who oh, are those God, no. no. No, no, no. That terrifies I, me. Yeah. The, prospect of being yeah, picked on i wouldn't choose to sit in the front row <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely i'll i'll stand outside and put a glass against the wall if i can <laughs> <Yeah. please. laughs> stay yeah. in the toilets <laughs> I've, ju- I've just thought, thought of a question and there's no segue so i won't even try it's an abrupt cut yeah but for you just a question for you guys because I, I just really remember when we realized we wouldn't be able to like tour with the Hoosiers in the same way so the same capacity with the same amount of like having brass and crew uh, yeah. things were going to have to be streamlined I always one of the reasons I told myself I always wanted to get back up there to a certain level was so it's like you can get everyone back together because you felt like that was oh. part of the loss like and oh, then a yeah. little bit of the failure of like ah, oh, we can't can't have it how this this team of people that you get to work with because that was always I mean is one of the most amazing things to get to work with your mates and I just yeah. wonder if you guys must have times like that where you think as well you get attached to something to a project and you want it to keep going on and on and obviously yeah. they might you know just that might happen again I suppose 
Mm. I'm just wondering what Absolutely. it's like to you yeah. guys on the other side. Yeah, I feel like that every time, like especially with things like shows where it's, it becomes like a real family. Yeah. And mm. I always say to myself before I start something like that, like obviously enjoy it and, you know, get attached to this environment, but, you know, save a bit of yourself so you're not devastated at the end. And I'm always <laughs> devastated at the end because I really do. I just love it. I think, and then I think, well, if you're doing it, you might as well throw yourself wholeheartedly into it and mm. just go for it. And I think that's such a beauty of what we do, isn't it? That you can, you do become such a unit and it's it's a wonderful thing isn't it like you said to share with your friends yeah. it's great really? I mean, what about yeah. you Seb? Seb, Seb strikes me more as the kind of guy that like you know last show I'm out of here walks out by everyone yeah, I'm and gone. then just deletes yeah, everybody's <laughs> name and number from his phone <laughs> straight off the whatsapp yeah, group has gone, gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm out of there yeah well, the I tears mean, I'm not, are still I'm drying not... <laughs> you try and call him the next week. Sorry, who are you? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blocked. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, go on. What's it like for you, Seb? True. Well, it, I was going to say the same thing. Like me, me and Verity, we did um, we did a Vita last year, and that was due to happen again this year. Yeah, uh, but this week we would have been in rehearsals. This week, yeah, this week. Um, I think we would have started today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So. So that's always a thing where, especially when, you know, if oh, a show might transfer, mm. obviously that's always like, oh, it's a bit more money. But um, this was just transferring to a site. It wouldn't really have been more money, but it was just a different theatre and doing it all again. Yeah. You know, and um, well, it's, it's just, it's a similar thing. It's like, get get the band back together. Yeah. yeah. Relive those, the, the glory days. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's when, when we get that in what we do but um yeah. so yeah we didn't we didn't get that it was a bit of a bit of a letdown that was a bit mm. of a sad day when we got that email it's the 2021 but it might happen again 2021 yeah, yeah, yeah. come on hopefully it's a good show bring it yeah. back um, <laughs> good i don't know but who yeah, i'm I mean, shouting that one out to no, just generally bring it back <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the, with with the hoosiers i guess that the the height of the hoosiers uh, the uh, of the sort of the biggest part of the campaign is probably that sort of as it was termed October. Would you say that of uh, of two thousand eight? About that sort of. I think that was probably October two thousand eight. Our biggest tour, yeah, where we. So, the amount of people involved with that, they, there were what like two tour buses and yeah, two maybe tour more. Was, uh, two trucks, truck I as well. And, yeah, I think two trucks. But I mean, you know, it's all relative because that's that's huge for us and yeah it, it would always depend where you who you're comparing yourself to and i think that's probably oh, well, a mistake yeah. we would have made by actually comparing ourselves to people at the time um but now i think you know we've you just take it as as the moment like isn't this great um but but yeah two two trucks for us is impressive for cold play that's probably an acoustic gig for the <laughs> for the, the drummer <laughs> yeah. that just carries their g- glitter cannons doesn't it yeah, like. yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Um, so then when you go to do your solo project, and, mm. and how does that feel? Does, does it feel like a lonely experience, or, or do you like that freedom of just it being just you to get on with it? That's there. Um, it's a good question. I, I, I know my, my reasons for doing it certainly um, were very, and I always wanted to keep some distance, hence even a different name like Whitetail Falls. Um, but mm. I think it's it was so sort of in why I wrote the album so entwined with, with where I felt and and the frustrations of feeling where like like, I, like you're somewhere that you you didn't see yourself ending up. If I had to put it in a nutshell, and I think that's something that was specific to me but I think is, is general to a lot of people where you, you certainly in maybe your mid-30s where you kind of find yourself like is this me is this why I'm are these relationships are they me is this am I yeah. set what I, I, whose life is it yeah. again and and I think reappraising that kind of led to a, a very natural drive to want to write an album and and because of the personal nature of it I think it's it it, it was very apparent it, it it couldn't be collaborative in the sense of writing it and in its genesis at least I mean I, yeah. I ended up using because I don't know how to make an album whilst doing it I managed to find other people who were who could make it sound better than I could on my own so like a mixer Erland Cooper who's um I don't know if you guys know no, his stuff, I, I don't know he's um no. yeah really uh, I mean I love his stuff he was he's been in a few bands and now under his own name Erland Cooper he's a, a like a neoclassical composer I guess and he's just released three albums based on the Orkney Islands, which is where he's from. The Isle of oh, Spain. right. Um, but yeah, he's he was fantastic, and he really helped, gave me a push to to make the album and pull it together. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And so, th- did you feel like you, you've with this? You definitely gave yourself more um, of a, a more permission to just be really personal and and talk about talk about yourself and your own, and your feelings and your. Yeah, I, the mental side of things. Yeah, I think it's it's a good point. It was like starting quite naturally at a point, thinking maybe music isn't for me, and then like, can I right. do without it? And it was actually, I think, taking a break from it, and and I, I was doing a little bit of travel. And my my brother lives in Texas, so I'd travel around there, and then oh, right. um, yeah, like into California, and I'm just around the southwest of California, just having some time to get away from music and, and what you know. And then it was interesting how ideas came through and, and finding... Because this was a big one. It, it's one thing to for me to get uh, aggravated maybe with, oh, I, I want to write with people that want something to say. But then it was like a bit of a gauntlet to myself. Like, OK, what have I got to write about and to say? And so I guess I took that route of rather than extrapolating bigger concerns I started with me just because I yeah. maybe as a confidence thing even of just feeling like I I don't know what I feel about so many issues I feel I can agree with so many sides of, of things and, and you know where you it's hard to know your own mind on things I felt like a it's a period of indecision and so yeah actually I was able to write about that um and and that sort of 
just started, I guess, reminding me of that purity of why you pick up a, an instrument in the first place and you, you try to write a song with it. Like where, where does that compulsion come from as, as human beings? It was trying to get mm. back connected, I think, with, with something like that and you then make an album that I'd want to listen to. And, you know, your tastes yeah. change. And I love uh, like Elliot Smith and the Eels and um, even newer yeah. stuff, Phoebe Bridges and things like that. Yeah, it was, yeah interesting to think well, and what can I do on my own it's not going to be a big sound so I want it to be intimate because I'm making most of these songs in a shed or in an Airbnb yeah. somewhere because I mean when you were writing for the uh the Hoosiers um a lot of the tracks you wrote had quite dark sort of subjects matter didn't it I think and maybe on the maybe not on the, the singles so much hmm. maybe I, I don't know um, did, were you were you exploring similar ideas then um I, I'd say personal I, well, it's, it's your Stories, huh? your superior Hoosier's knowledge that, that will maybe be privy. Because I think as the singer, a lot of people will assume I wrote everything, whereas oh, I'd say yeah. Al, uh, the drummer, Al always has yeah. a great ear for the for pop songs, and so he was um, more... Uh, he wrote far more on the single side of things. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I th- I've just drawn maybe more to the sadder, more melancholy songs... And that's what I like to listen to, I guess. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love uplifting pop. And yeah, I'm always yeah. impressed when I can write a song above, you know, 80 BPM. Like, that's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. done one. Yeah. Um, Come on. But yeah, there's definitely a. I, th- I think it's finding the identity. Is there a sadness that each... runs through you, at Owen? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, perfect. Verity, perfect. Perfect. that's one of his songs. Oh, yeah, so yeah, again, that really oh, is. I no, feel I, bad that, that I wasn't privy said. to that joke. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> that to be said. I Shit. It's, it's, you know you've crossed the line when you expect people to know what, who you are and what you've done. I think you know, there's no coming back from that. And I strayed dangerously close during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think um, I, I, it wasn't. In, it's not intentional. Maybe you could take a step back and go, oh yeah. Was it Guy Garvey who said you most writers only write about two or three songs and they just keep rewriting them their whole career? Yeah. And I think yeah. if you're lucky, you get three. Maybe I'm on one. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I find uh, if I'm trying to write stuff, I'm, I'm often at the piano, and I'm I'm not that good at the piano, so I'm, it's all quite slow, and it's all quite. And, and I, I'm the same as you. I love melancholy music, mm. Phoebe Bridges and and Bonnie Fair and all that yeah. stuff. It's my favorite. It's my my go to music. Do you know, so, do you know Blake just, Mills? Uh, no. Oh yes, I've heard of Blake Mills. I, I think yeah, I've heard check, some Blake Mills. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a link or something as well. But yeah, like, he's just released a new album. It's just so beautiful. The movement. Oh great! Oh. Maybe I've heard some of that. Yeah. Oh, I'll have a listen to that. Um, really sweet. Yeah. But that that seems to be my go to, like, for writing a song as well. It's I didn't. I didn't know you wrote though either. Well, I'm not. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to write some stuff. I'm trying to write some. So I, I'd really like like to. I've. I've I've talked about this on the podcast before in previous episodes. And, uh, I said, I, 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 I'm not, I haven't listened, probably won't bother, to be honest. Not now I know the we, content. I talked about it to, um, to Basha Bulat, and uh, I was just saying uh, there's some, I've got some ideas in my head which keep coming, coming back to me, and I just need to get them down somehow. Um, Dude, I'm excited I'm just, for you because I think that's the, oh. the start. Like a, and it comes then from a, a real genuine place if it's, you know, like you can't not do them or it's this yeah. ideas don't leave you. And I think there's a reason, like a lot of the, even a lot of the chords, that, the, the patterns that have made it on this album, when I'm thinking yeah. about some of them have been with me for like 10 years. 
Right. And yeah. there's there's a reason, I think, and it's you know they'll find their home. The good ideas do. So yeah. do some of the bad yeah. ones, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, it definitely feels like I need to get them down and get them get them recorded and have, have finish them somehow. Mm. You know, just so, see so where what, they end up. But and that's interesting because I think again it's like how with music it's an interesting question when you go, Well what's what does success look like? Like for you on this mm. the beginning of that path, it's like what's the end game? And yeah. you know, it's some people are like, right, you like I know Adele, if she doesn't sell twenty five million albums it's a failure. You know, that's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure. Whereas I think, <laughs> uh, to an extent, your your job is like making a, an album you believe in and, and making it true to you. And then I think yeah. once it's released, so my album just released a couple of weeks ago, people were asking how, how it went. I don't know, I felt actually quite a relief with it all because it's yeah. like, it's, what, what, it's out there. It's got a life of its own and your radio plugger takes it to radio. If they play it, they play it. If they don't, they, they don't. But, you can't do everyone's job you can only do your bit and your job existed really making yeah. the thing okay yeah. Yeah. sure you should probably you know tweet what yeah thinking of having for breakfast this week and and hopefully <laughs> that'll help but you know they're yeah. genuinely and that is a huge part i'm still getting a grips with social media is unavoidable so there's you do your part sure but yeah that. But do you feel with this project more than any others that um that the most important thing was just to 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 write it, get it down, record it, and then you've 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 completed it. Um, rather than the the commercial side of things, um, not to say that it, it won't find a, a commercial success, but well, no, not but, now. Rough trade got it, you know. Rough trade yeah, edit, yeah. big time. Thank in, you. Come on, in the parish pamphlet, <laughs> it's out there. Excellent work, Verity. Um, <laughs> I mean, did you feel, did you feel a pressure like to make you, you've got to make money with this one? Do, or, yeah, I know, if, know everyone needs to make money, but of course, but I, I want to and. Um, to, I want to answer that honestly, and so I'm, yeah. I'm having to, to pause and think that I would have um, that I made. I remember now I'm making concerted efforts when writing the songs. For instance, there's a track called Body Weight, and I went through about four or five choruses, yeah. and I really struggled. And it's the first track on the album, and it was one of the first that yeah. made me think. There's, there's, this is it. This is my, this is the kind of avenue I want to go down. But I had to throw throw away a few choruses because I felt it's a really odd thing that they were they were catchy like like you know you can write a melody anyone can write a melody and I felt like oh I actually had kind of I, that's I get it it's quite, kind of hooky that melody but I don't know if I like it <laughs> and there's a difference you know like yeah. I've got a song that'll get on your nerves get on your nerves you know that yeah. song is catchy but no one likes it. And, and there's certain yeah. tr true with melodies you can come up with. You go, oh, I get it. It's functional. It works. It sits with the other verse section I've written. But do I like it? Do I want to hear it again? No. And I, and mm. even the fact it was trying to be hooky, I then felt it, there's a sense of it getting in the way of what uh, of the message and what I'm supporting, what I'm saying. And it's that's the art, I guess, of songwriting is trying to find yeah. the music that supports. The, the idea of what you're singing. That said, I've got another song where you're trying to do the opposite because there's fun to be had and, you know, yeah. if you're going to make a rule, you've got to break it. So yeah. uh, what was the question? What's that one? <laughs> the question, uh, just, w did you did you feel any pressure at all to think about, like, oh, it, it needs to, you know... I'd... I need to sell, I need to go gold, just gold. doesn't have to go platinum, <laughs> just gold. Gold's good enough. <laughs> but, like, Low compared bar. to, like, when you, were, when yeah. you were writing the second album for The Hoosiers where there was a, a pressure and you, you, 
you know, you, you, you were working with other songwriters at times and it was like you needed to get some singles and and the album had to get to, you know, top 10. Well, now I feel that bad that you've thing. had to answer my question for me and you've, you know, you had to literally walk me through it and go, no, I mean, this is what I was thinking. You'd Just say some of those things. You're, you're right, that was much better than what I said. Um, but that, that's massively true. Um, yeah, of course, and with, with the Hoosiers, we, we, our aim was to write the best songs we could and we got lucky by a trial of error over the years of, like, landing on Worried About Ray and then in the studio yeah. out popped Goodbye Mr A and then that was pretty much that's still why we get booked to play gigs largely because of those yeah. those songs and nearly said hits <laughs> let me take you through my inner monologue because um, <laughs> that would have been embarrassing you know no I'm glad I said they were hits were. come on they were hits <laughs> oh, yes. oh stop it you come massive on. mega hits um, but, but yeah they uh, so we kind of felt like we stumbled on them and then obviously yeah the second album comes along and that it's like well we've got a shot here and the pressure just made us not forget how to write any songs um right. and you know because suddenly we were sending our songs around to uh, our, our team and and people weren't the question of is this song good was forgotten it was is it a hit and there mm. there the, the, it's such a loaded word because you're it's not a hit unless everyone likes it you mm. don't know if everyone likes it but the idea is you're you're already introducing second guessing because you, mm. it's about, well, this needs to do well enough. And, and that wasn't really a consideration because we had no... Obviously, on your first album, you don't have anywhere. The bar isn't set. So, it, yeah. but then obviously, second album, that, yeah. that And it, and it, all the grind of it just made us fall out of love with music, really. I'm sure. Because I guess it becomes less about what you're interested in writing and what you want to write and becomes something just trying to please other people. And it's... It's so hard. It's yeah. impossible, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and there are there is a designated audience that is wanting to listen to it. That wants you, you're in, at some level, I think, aware of. Well, they're going to be wonder what they'll think of this. At yeah. some level, that will pop into your psyche, and and how you maybe how you write songs in it. I mean, I think that's something we've we've then learnt to toy because the stakes are a lot lower. So we're we've then been able to satisfy ourselves with the Hoosiers on the subsequent third and fourth records a lot more and um and even the second one to be honest i'm still pretty proud of it because i know there are moments where we're, we're really still trying new things but it's it was just born out of a lot of pressure yeah so it wasn't certainly wasn't the most fun to make but but i mean verity when you, uh, do, do you have that when you do you write music i mean you you arrange i know you've no done... well no i mean I'd, when I say earlier that I wrote some music for that play, I'd be really using it with massive inverted commas. It was very poor. And I, I, part of me wants it. I don't think... Oh, gosh. I've never had a massive hankering to do it because... But maybe that's confidence in doing it i don't know mm. maybe because i think i see those early disasters think maybe you should step away from that and just play stuff that people <laughs> present you <laughs> that's see that, that's a tough one because i think there is i i'm sort of uh, that's going to sound patronizing i was going to say i'm envious because i like the nature of you you guys play at such a good level that i do not i am not naturally musical and so to always be able to to be in demand and and create beautiful music out of your instrument. Oh. That's that's amazing. And like a 
Well, I love that feel, that feeling of collaboration that we've already been talking that we were talking about mm. earlier. That, yeah. I mean, for me, that's the real thing. That's the thing that I love, like being part of a a bigger project. I, and you know, well, if it's the start of something, then that's very very exciting. But yeah, well, can community? you tell me as well? Because I, I wanted to ask what with both of you as well. Because I don't really know Seb, but I'm, I mean, in terms of your work, <laughs> I mean, I know Seb, but I don't know <laughs> what what you guys have like worked on. Because I remember, I mean, Verity, we were talking about Father John Misty, and oh um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I know your partner's played with him, and I'm genuinely yeah. like, I'm like in in Thanks, awe. Thanks, Yeah, you me, and me. Yeah, maybe this came up actually when we last saw each other. Oops, when we last saw each other at the Bash. Yeah, gig at Bash's gig. Yeah, on. yeah, that was, that was great. And oh, I, I mean, yeah. So I and I. Okay, maybe you told me then. Damn it. Okay, so you. <laughs> oh God, please don't worry about that. <laughs> I was probably yeah. a bit drunk. But, um, um, but well, you'd be excused for me. <laughs> so, so give me some other clangs. Go on, you guys uh, drop some clangs. Go on, Seb, first. you go clanging. You, please, go on a clang first. What, that you've done? No, for you. What? Not for me. You me? don't need to clang for me, I'm it's not, all right. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not no, doing on, that. It goes against really? the code. Go oh, on, is, is it? Is it a murder? <laughs> Yeah, we, we're not allowed to celebrate any of our own successes. That's that's the rule. Is as, it? Uh, is it? Though? I mean, I don't know. I'm learning here. Yeah. <laughs> I'd well, be terrible. Sort of is, yeah. But I think I think things are changing now that we all just desperately miss it. So yeah, much. exactly. I, I think everyone's actually all right just to talk about it. But there is a thing. But you know, seriously, old, is it like a, a slightly there a, taboo a, thing? There's a bit of a clang culture. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah. the old name drop thing. Yeah, which it, it, I, is quite stifling actually, because it it means that when when two people meet up. No one can say what they're doing because you go, well, you actually go, oh, yeah, you know, sort of bit, bits and bobs. Yeah, not and too much, go, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just some things, you know. You go, yeah, All right, I see. cool. I mean, like, like because if, if one someone else can be like, that, guys, yeah. you you were just playing with, um, with Blooming. Go on. Oh, I was going to say something I've done now. I'm going to say something I definitely haven't done. You were just playing with uh, Rolling Stones and you were just playing with um, uh, the other one. Um, Paul McCartney oh, really? uh, okay. is the other one, um, and people don't talk about it. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. It is um, bonkers. Can I? Can I? This and now I know because he's a mutual friend of all of ours as well. This is why. I mean, he's playing aside. This is why I know Paul Frith is not like in this circle yeah. of of the professional musician because, like. I don't think I've I've been out with him and him not mention someone of high profile of note that he's played with. Um, yeah. Absolutely love that guy. And that's, that's a brilliant point because he does not abide by the code. He will, good luck. You, and if anyone meets him, good luck getting past the first five minutes without him arcade firing this. Exactly. Sufjan well, Stevensing that. Yeah. I think it's a classical I, musician thing. I think it's something we were fed at college, definitely. Was it? Was it though, I, yeah? I reckon that's it an interesting be. one because obviously you've got your the actual techniques of you know your playing and being great and all that and learning how to fly in musical terms, but then hmm. to actually how to keep a job and not yeah. be a bit of a dick. It's still yeah. learning. There's a module. There's a module for that. It's, yeah, that um, should be. <laughs> I was talking to Barney about this um, the other, other day actually because. Um, talking about social media and how i think we're beginning to learn now as it's our only outlet really at the moment is is like really as if we're, if we're instrumental players or any kind of musician you need to be probably putting something out every day just showing what you do because i i 
I know it's the case, like in acting, I think a lot of auditions, they'll ask for how many followers you've got on, on Instagram, mm. that kind of thing. It, it's a part, it's part of their business. Mm. Um, and we, that, we haven't quite got that yet in, in the music world. Lucky you. But really? I can see it happening where, mm. where people, you know, you get booked to do something or your, your name's recommended to do something. And then that, that fixer's going to go, well, let's have a look at their Instagram. Let's see what they sound like. Yeah. And um, if you haven't got anything there at all, if it's just pictures of, of sourdough bread, then, <laughs> then you're like, well, that's useless, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, but but that, that just sort of goes against... You are. But put me down for a loaf. But you Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Me too. Um, <laughs> but it, that kind of goes against the the sort of the nature of it at the moment but yeah. maybe it's a maybe the newer the younger generation will, will be doing it more and yeah we'll we'll us older ones will have to kind of adapt a little bit yeah we'll just sit just spitting it. feathers oh god yeah i wish i knew how to do that yeah but that kind you know of i i feel like this this podcast actually is, is sort of like a safe space to talk about anything like that yeah because the whole point is just to talk about music and yeah and how how we are as musicians, how we approach it. Yeah. Well, and I, and, I think as a listener, I'd want to know things. as well, because you, I find exactly. that quite interesting. And it's yeah. not like, I mean, obviously you guys aren't going to be sitting, sitting around like slagging off Tom York, you know, or, or whatever it is. <laughs> I would never do that. Probably not great for business, for starters, you know. <laughs> I would never. Tom, if you are listening, I think you're fantastic. <laughs> no. Oh, you've always said that I about think... the times you've worked with Tom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love what. Oh, oh, yeah, I always work with Tom most days, actually, help him out. <laughs> Making sourdough together. Uh, most of Suspiria for him, really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts. Um, Sounds I've like never it. worked with Radiohead, any of the guys from Radiohead. I would love to <laughs> if that. That ever actually, comes up, actually, maybe I'll, I'll record a video of me playing. Half our crew something. just left to go and play with Ed O'Brien, actually, at the beginning. No the, way. Uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh. Well, for them. For them. Well, and it would have been, obviously, <laughs> you know. But, because just and going back to your one about making money, because you're right, you still need to. And that's, yeah. I've, I kind of yeah. noticed with co-writing, I guess that's why it can be a little easier to go, right, that is effectively like you're putting a tool belt on and you're trying to make someone else a table. It's like you're a craftsman and you go, yes. I'm going to try and craft, sculpt this table of a song, if you can allow that. And then here you go. Yeah, Whereas, I'll allow it. You yeah. Know, yeah, then you write your own thing and you get to go, right, I'm going to pick up my paintbrush and it's like you get your own thing. And, yeah. And I think Maybe. ultimately, it's, but it's still funny, I still think like I was so proud of this record because I don't know how to make a record and yet here's a record, something tangibly exists on clear limited edition vinyl via my website at whitetailfalls.com oh, and all other nice. retailers. But, right. for instance, but you're still kind of that... That fact that wow it it exists and so I don't know it would still be nice if people bought it yeah <laughs> to answer that question yeah. from that half hour ago. <laughs> but isn't it great at how actually how relatively simple it is? Like you don't I know you used a producer, but you you didn't have to to create some songs. Exec, it's quite simple exec. these days just to get some stuff down, isn't it? it well, he, because you can't afford them as well. You know, really is out and one of yeah. the necessities, the mother of invention. And um, Erlen really helped yeah. shape how, okay, let's use my crappy lo-fi demos on like, the first half of the album is pretty much a £30 USB mic um, in my cousin's shed in Cornwall. Yeah. And then oh, it's, brilliant. as it happens, it's sort of like a really lame muso um, concept that 
the person recording the album because it's in chronological order, like almost figures out how to where to stick oh, a mic. Right. And so you can kind of hear it develop as I halfway through the album get some better mics. And um, yeah, it's, so it's interesting to me at least. So the first yeah, time you've cool. got bleed, yeah, you can hear the click track bleeding through the their bad, improperly <laughs> used shitty earphones I'm using you know and it's like getting the hang of those bits as well as it as it happens yeah. but you know that's that's part of the process my but, but absolute still, favorite part of the story yeah my favorite yeah. track on the album is fake news I just think it's totally oh, beautiful thanks. and the strings just sound gorgeous the whole thing works oh it's beautiful thanks yeah. I make a point whenever yeah. um, we play them live to ask as I did with you I remember going I said to you, Verity, what was your favourite song to play? And you, you named Fake News, which is really annoying because Paul Frith wrote the oh. string part, obviously, for that. And it is I'm great. so sorry. I'm he's, so he's sorry. A professional. He's a professional. I was really hoping I could up him on like the first string parts I've written. Hasn't happened yet. No one that's played them has ever chosen mine. That's okay. I, God, I wish I you'd fed me a line just before it and I would have absolutely done that. I'm so sorry. I, I shouldn't use your podcast to fight my petty battles, though, so that's on me. Um, but so I guess that means I've got to play fake news. Okay. Um, oh, thanks. Great. That's okay. That can happen. Shall I, shall I do that now? I'll just go and... Yeah, so I'm going to mute myself then in that case to, to so you don't get my heavy breathing as you sing. Oh, yeah. I'll do that too. Okay. Um, I'm White Tail Falls and this is fake news.
Very kind. Thanks to the Zoom powers, this is because of you guys being here. This is the most live gig I've I've played since Shepherd's Bush Empire with the old Dirty Brastards clang. Oh, Oh. (laughs) God! What an honour then for us. Oh, stop it, you! Thanks. It's great. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so nice to watch live music, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Audience of two. Oh, that was yeah. just beautiful. Um, I see another guitar so in your hands here. Oh, what does yeah. this? Ready for uh, another? Yeah. The wonders of this. This is. Uh, it's all about the tunings. And hopefully, this is. Uh... <laughs> ah. Are we talking Nashville? <laughs> Ooh, um, mm, bit no. of guitar knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, very right? good. I'm, I'm still picking it up. I haven't. I'm so rudimentary with my tuning. Sc- yeah, it is drop D because I, I can't. I'm too scared to do the whole thing. I haven't taken that punch. I really want to do those Laura Marling um, guitar tutorials she keeps putting up on Instagram. But oh yeah, I've heard about those. I yeah. haven't yet, but I would love to. Yeah. I I signed up for a three month free Fender. Uh, guitar lesson thing oh, right. and haven't done it uh, it's two and a half months into the <laughs> free trial wow. Didn't do now's no. the time I started off, lo- <laughs> I started off lockdown my my friend uh, Dan yeah, he lent me a I think it's like a North Korean copy of a Rickenbacker North and, Korean um, or something like that oh, yeah oh, so, I um, like that one I, I think it's, I, maybe he's just saying that you know um, <laughs> I think it's Korean something from that part of the world and uh, I started off every day playing a bit of guitar loving it yeah. and I was like yeah take advantage of this offer and then I just haven't <laughs> but um, I should do it because I get free lessons until um, until July do you know what? So, yeah um, do it the big thing it's yeah like uh, they always say routine don't they if you can do it get up put it yeah. at the same time every day bang you'll you'll be in luck says the man who like i um, i've must i must have had headspace on my phone for about 3 years now i've done it about <laughs> a week the most the most run i've ever done is probably like five in a row so you know learn from me said and but can i ask I as well cuz you you guys are like professional robotic like not robotic but like musical <laughs> terminators yeah, yeah. um yes. do, you, do you i just assume you can play like every instrument anyway oh good god um, no no. Come on. No. The, the oboe, I mean, the I, flute. I mean, that's a given, uh, right? <laughs> I had to go on a violin the other day trying to demonstrate to my son how he's supposed to do something. He just laughed in my face. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> uh, well, he's just probably going through a cruel phase. Yeah. I'm sure it was lovely. But you guys do play... I mean, you play, like, piano, right? I bet um, you both play piano. Yeah. Yeah. I did, um, I did grade six piano last yeah, year. What? As, and oh, that's great. I just thought I'd do it, and um, it was uh, it was a fun uh, little project for myself. Did yeah. you I pass? Basically, learnt three. 
Yeah, and, and you know what? Did you get a distinction? Got a distinction. Oh, well done. Nice. Very good. Yeah, which I, I never got a distinction um, in any in anything, I don't think. I never got oh. one on the trumpet or piano. So oh. um, I was pleased with that. So that's um, excellent. That means, though, Bye. the way Verity's taking that means she's got grade eight distinction easy. <laughs> I right? so yeah, haven't. Cool. I can so tell. I've, no, no, I've got grade seven merit. <laughs> So, not, not, not so great. Not too right. shabby. Never not taken a grade shabby. in my life. I mean, I peaked no, music when on. I was like seven and I could read like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I could like read music, but now nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're very good at the guitar. Yeah, you are singing. very good at the guitar yeah, and on. the voice. I'm not, I'm not you, know, you know, there's, oh, I heard a good, uh, this was from Jack White talking about Nashville players saying like, you can get the you know, best in the world with these great players, but getting some guitarists and, and they'd, they'd listen to a few for some, some of their projects. And he said, they were too good. And it's like a, like a sense of, I used to fight against that because I always felt woefully inadequate whenever I play with an actual musician, like yourselves, like yeah. pretty much anyone else I've played with, actually. I've, I've pr- commonly been the worst player. And I, I say that genuinely, like it's not... And I would always be embarrassed of that. And now I kind of get that... Well, something I'm learning to do is just use your restrictions. And I think it's easier to do because yeah. I'm yeah. not going to play someone else's gig because I wouldn't get the job. So I have to make the project up. And then it's like, well, I played a wrong note there. But that's that's how it's supposed to go now. Yeah. On this next song, I'm going to play for you, Body Weight. I, yeah. I was like, wow, what? No, no hand has ever played these chords before. What are they? And then, you know, I retune it back and I figure out it's D and A major. You know, but I was totally bamboozled. I'm like, I don't wow, know. Wow, did you invent that? I think I just, I think I just did. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can spot them. Yeah. So um, yeah, shall I? Can I? What's the next song? So it's, this is Body Weight, and this is um, oh, yeah, this is the first song off my debut album, um, The Age of Entitlement. <laughs> She won't let me 
Extremely kind, and um, yeah. and thanks so much for having me on. I've had a hoot. Oh, thanks. And I we could have stay here and talk all us. night, but um, I won't. I'm going to go. Your, your, no, we need to your let you eat. Thank you, Owen. Thanks for giving up most of your evening. (laughs) And um, thanks for singing to us. It's beautiful. Oh, great songs, aren't they? I love Fake News is definitely my favourite one on that album. And it Mm. like on the obviously he did it live, just him and guitar, but there's some beautiful strings on that as well. It's really great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's always nice chatting to him and uh I don't see him enough, you know, I should, I should try and meet up with him more. You know, mm. we, we always sort of tend to have a big Hoosiers reunion every year. Yeah, don't uh, you have Christmas, for, for Christmas dinner? That's yeah, cool. Well, <laughs> Christmas dinner. Last time Christmas dinner was, was, um, 
we spent most of the night in the the coaching horses in Soho oh, <laughs> uh, before finally we, we have to eat something so we went, went for Vietnamese and uh very Christmasy very nice <laughs> very Christmasy yeah uh, and um yeah I don't know what else to say really about about Erwin we covered a lot there yeah um such a great chat go and have a listen to his, his album it's called The Age of Entitlement the act is White Tail Falls but Erwin's always involved with so many different acts all the time he's always yeah. he's in loads of different sort of groups um always writing things always always writing like you know uh, word yeah. <laughs> what do you call that that's writing as well isn't it <laughs> script scripts and uh, acting words. and things and <laughs> yeah. so many projects he's such a creative man yeah um so uh, he's very funny and nice he to is. talk to so there he you is. go when i when we were recording it i was recording it upstairs and um when i went down afterwards rob said to me you just basically laughed through that whole interview, didn't you? And I'm so I'm really sorry, Seb. Your editing must have been a nightmare because I know I went full Sid James in that. <laughs> I know. I've, I've spent a long time uh, just just deleting uh, Verity's cackle yeah, regions. Yeah, that's going to be the stuff of your nightmares for a very long time, isn't it? <laughs> I can see them coming. I know what the waveform looks like. It's <laughs> really? just, there's like, one oh, there's for you. One. I'll just delete that before I even listen to it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no, not really, not really. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, th- this, uh, I can't really ask you about your week because we're, we're sort of pre-recording it's this one, It's in the future, aren't we? isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're I'm recording this you... in uh, July. Yeah, yeah. This is mid-July. Yeah, and so this, uh, in future us, this is going to be August and I'm hoping that you're having a lovely week with a, a child that is sleeping beautifully for you. Oh, blimey, I hope so. Yeah. I I think by now the baby will have been born. Yeah. Um, this uh, this is coming out on the 3rd of August. Well, let's hope... One, so, oh, uh... okay, okay. I was going to say it would be the longest gestation period ever, but no, that's okay, <laughs> that's reasonable. <laughs> I know. So uh, who knows? But um, but yeah, we we we're getting this one pre-recorded. We're doing a few just uh, just get them in the can yeah. so I can chill out for a few weeks. Yeah. So it's so no topical chat. No, but uh, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we can do, we, we could, could s- do some guesswork about what's going on, couldn't we? I mean, what I'm yeah. saying, people are going to be in swimming pools now. Oh, yeah, you reckon? I think yeah, maybe having their yeah. nails done. oh yeah that that was nice didn't we 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 all went and got our nails done that day wasn't that nice it was lovely (laughs) (laughs) um are you gonna did you get extent you didn't need all those extensions but you did you paid extra for those can you even play the cello now oh yeah it's it's lovely i can do a special twang sound it was really really nice yeah it's great i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad i went for that and my hair's amazing i've just had my first haircut and it's a mohawk so all good oh, yeah i was gonna say you look different i couldn't work it out yeah there we are <laughs> well uh well, go on anything else you want to say well we no go? should we just let them go for today they've been good they've listened to the end yeah yeah that's right we don't need to uh, wang on about anything else <laughs> no. um but anyway thanks uh, thanks for listening to uh, to um the chat with erwin and thanks erwin yes. and um well we'll see you next week for another guest and i'm just looking at who it is oh yeah hmm that yes she was a good guest she hmm. <laughs> oh giveaway oh, a little hint not there. really <laughs> it's a lady um so here we go i mean here we go there we go off you well, go off you go yeah and we'll see you next week for another three in a bar bye, bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.